A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey everyone, Mark from Guitar Nerds here. We're joined this week on the podcast by the internet's Mary Spender. She joins us for the main podcast to talk about the news and general questions. But over on the Patreon episode, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, we do an in-depth Q&A. Go to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds to find out more. Hello and welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Pack. I'm joined this evening by Jay Cross. Hello. And Mary Spender. Hello. Joining us via the power of the internet. Um, hopefully, we've had some connection issues. Um, hopefully, things are going to hold up. Um, no Joe Branton this week. Who? Indeed. Um, and Matt Knight is off on his travels in Japan. We had confirmation today that he has landed um, and he's already shopping. Yeah, he's already sent us through pictures of uh, visits to second-hand guitar stores. Yeah, yeah, um, that's where he is at the moment. He said basically it's the equivalent of like a um, cash converters, but everything is amazing and really well priced. Um, so yeah, and slightly- probably probably not nicked. That's, uh, yeah, well, maybe we shouldn't say that about uh, cash converters. It'd be fine. I'm sure... Oh, that's a brand, isn't it? They do thorough checks. Yeah. um, And, yeah, there's... uh, Everything in there is definitely obtained by legal means. Absolutely. Um, Other... uh, Nix is is Sussex dialect. It's Brian dialect. It means definitely not. uh, It means fully, fully... Legit. Legit. Yeah, it's totally nicked, mate. Yeah, exactly. We Um, should start that. uh, We shouldn't start that. That could get us in a lot of hot water I think <laughs> um, so yeah we are um, and uh, probably for the next few weeks actually kind of rotating cast so um, Jay you're, I mean you're always here well pretty much I I'm, mean, I'm always here yeah you're mostly here yeah probably the second most reliable uh, what I would like is actually, does that make me the second most boring uh, why am I the most boring because you don't you literally don't do anything else yeah no I just make time no, for this no 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 you have no other interests as the sort of your interests are sitting on the sofa and playing video games yeah. sitting on the sofa and uh, watching wrestling yep or sitting on a chair in my house and doing Ed- a podcast editing podcast yeah, on yeah. the sofa that's yeah. the other interest yeah, yeah. it's good um, so uh, yeah it's going to be a bit of a rotating cast what I'd like to do is for uh, die hard listeners of the podcast to go through and over the last 130 or whatever it is episodes that we've done work out who the crew is for each episode and then just tally it all up I want to know who's been on I mean I've obviously been on the most but I want to know what the league table is for the rest um, Mary this is your is this your second is this your second uh, time on a main podcast 
Uh, no, I think it's my third, isn't is it? it? Uh, oh, yeah, because we did one when I was you here, one yeah. when I wasn't here, and now. So oh, That's weird. Yeah. That's a weird, Mark. Yeah. What? Talking about, oh, yeah, Mark, you pee. Always, oh, yeah, always here. How many have I missed? <laughs> How many have I missed? I don't know. The good ones? No, definitely 50% not. of mine. Yeah. That is true. That is true. It's literally 50%. <laughs> well, right now it's 33, but, you know, let's not... Yeah, um... okay. <laughs> we haven't finished this one yet. This might not make it even make it to air. You haven't, we don't know what the quality level... Will it... Will this episode reach the very strict quality bar that we've set for ourselves? Well, Joe Bratton's not here, so... I think, I think <laughs> the bar is going to be smashed. It will surpass all expectations. Exactly. I think, this, you know, the intelligence level has gone through the roof. Yeah. So, um, hopefully, the quality level... People actually like him, though, so, you know... This... I don't understand it, honestly. I don't get it. it um, they obviously haven't met him. It, indeed. <laughs> indeed. Um, so, yes, uh, rotating crew for the next few weeks, but good to catch up with some... some old friends new friends people new to the podcast um and good to have you mary on the on this week's podcast thank you very much i know you've been very busy heavily involved with the uh the boss event that we talked about the last few weeks and we won't talk about the event anymore um but do you want to just talk about your what you've been up to in the last few weeks uh yes um so i've started a new job um, which took me abroad, which was very exciting, to Chicago. Um, but I also got to interview Katie Tunstall uh, last Saturday, which is my latest Tuesday Talks. Um, and we just chatted about guitars and, and um, why she has never been offered a signature guitar, yet is probably one of the most important female guitarists out there gigging right now so, so what's the, um, quite a shock for those who haven't seen the tuesday talks and that includes me i'm sorry i've not had time to sit down and watch it yet what was the um uh, do you want to just give us the gist don't spoil it because we want people to go and watch the episode i guess but what's <laughs> um what what kind of things do you cover and um why has she not been offered a, a signature model uh yeah well it was she basically summarized it to say that it was a different time when she was starting out like the relationship between artists and brands wasn't quite as intertwined as it is now um but then we glossed over her gibsons um she has some really beautiful custom doves um and she's just commissioned a new one and then uh i was talking about how she you know plays some of the chords and she uses her thumb on bass notes and then and it was she just said it was down to logistics of her hand and um the size of it and also like having bony knuckles and stuff like that but that sort of inspired me to play with my thumb so it was really interesting to talk to her about all that and also I've been a fan since I was about 15 what? so it was uh it was I was trying not to fangirl too much I think I did okay <laughs> I, I hate doing interviews like that. I hate to, when it's like someone you actually really like. like. I'd much rather interview someone who I don't like than someone I really do like. It's way more comfortable. <laughs> well, you yeah, did, we, was, we did Ian Lee and you, you behaved yourself. Uh, we did Ian Lee um, and that's kind of fine because I've met him a couple of times. So I think yeah. the initial, but I think when we first met Ian Lee, again, he's not a guitar player, but he's not a guitarist, I would say. He no. plays guitar. Um and uh, the first time we met him, I was a little nervous. It was very, it was very cute. Um, it was it was very cute. But yeah, the, the when we interviewed him for Guitar Nerds, it was fine. It was it's fine. Um, it was fine. But yeah, I uh, how did you uh, how did you cope with that? Um, I just I, luckily I was actually really really jet lagged, and I know that sounds weird, but every time I'm tired, 
I can't sort of be as nervous. And it, it's actually quite a good thing to perform when you're absolutely shattered because you just, you, all your energy is just focusing on the actual performance. So I think having flown through the night, got back to London, had a shower at my friend's place and then went straight to House of Vans, um, I didn't really have much time to think about it. And I, I think that's probably the trick. <laughs> it sounds so strange, but, um, I, and I met her well, I, w I wandered into the backstage area to put all my camera stuff down and she introduced herself to me. So she went, hey, are you Mary? And I was like, yes, I am. You must be Katie. <laughs> and it was just, it was really cool. I was with Joe Branton as well. And um, That's a shame. He, he was, I, I know, <laughs> he actually, he um, helped me cope with the nerves and he sort of uh, said that I'd be great and everything. So he was my moral support for the day. Um, and Joe, then we Joe had a beer be afterwards. shouldn't be anyone's so. moral anything. He should not be anyone's moral anything. Let's get that straight oh. now. It's, uh, that man has, <laughs> he's, he's a man with no morals. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah. As long as he's not your moral compass, that's the uh, that's the main <laughs> thing. Um, Definitely not. <laughs> so going back to the guitars and stuff. So she, my knowledge of Katie Tunstall, I have to admit, is quite limited. But I'm sure I've seen her play electrics as well. Telecasters, is that right, or is it is it just acoustics? And I'm make, completely making that up. Uh, no, she plays Gretsch. Okay, so she's played a few different ones. Um, she, yeah, she she basically summarised it. She was like. I have loads of guitars, but basically it's it's all about how they look for her. Obviously, that she can trust that they play well when they're top end Gretches um, and top end Gibsons. But uh, well, sometimes. Um, but yeah, she she has she's had a fair share of sparkly guitars, which we all love. So yeah, as it should be. If you're buying something expensive, why it should be sparkly. That's the only way. Do you know what? I, just <laughs> yeah. slight tangent. I saw today um, Jay Maskis from Dinosaur Junior, um, famed for his uh, sparkly pink or pinky purpley sparkly jazz master, um, has just commissioned a new um, '69 uh, Tele Thinline, like one of the single core ones, in exactly that same finish. A signature model. Uh, I don't think it's signature. It's like a custom it's shop a custom for him to use, one. basically, and it looks absolutely incredible. They are uh, they're touring again soon. I missed them last time. I've never seen them. I'd really like to. Let's get them on the show. Maybe. Well, yeah. We might. We actually know someone who knows them, so yeah. maybe we could do that. Yeah, they're touring with Cloud Nothings as well, and I really like that band. Mm. So mm. interesting. I think that would be a good, good get we can get Jay. He's great. He's, He's a good dude. Uh, my favourite Jay Maskis uh, thing is when he bought a car from a car dealership and uh, they put up a photo, they, they asked him if they could get a photo for their social media. Yes. And uh, it's just a photo of the car sales person <laughs> stood next to a really, really pissed off Jay Maskis. Just stood here thinking, listen, they said they'd give me some money off if I, if I do this. It's I, fine. I get the car cheap. And he's just, he's just stood there just so mopey. It's, it's, it's fantastic. I bet the car sales guy's in like a proper suit as well. Oh, a business of, suit. of course, of course. Jay Maskis basically just looks Wearing like a... Wearing a blue anorak. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like a disheveled trucker, basically, yeah. Um, so where do we get to? Pink's uh, sparkly guitars with Katie Tunstall. So she was there doing um, a bit of a looping workshop. Is that right? Uh, no, not at all, actually, because okay. she, she doesn't use a boss looper. That's, um, that's what I was thinking, because I'd been told she's there to do looping, and actually, yeah, she doesn't use... She's famous for using the Akai head rush, so yeah. it seemed a bit weird. Yeah. So what was she there talking about? 
she was there talking about boss pedal because the rest of her pedal board is that way. Um, so she uh, she was using, I don't know, I, I can't remember <laughs> what they were, but she was just using purely boss pedals. She just did a two song acoustic set and it was mainly a Q&A um, with the interview from boss uh, with the guys at boss. So, um, yeah, it was it was really interesting. I, I think uh, quite a lot of it was about actual songwriting and and being a performer and um how it is now sort of six albums down the line but um it was really insightful and i I learned a lot and then and then i got to interview her after that so i sort of knew where to go um but she did and she still does uh play um a white falcon so we had that that was one of my reasons for picking it up in an anderton's video because i'd seen her play one I really don't think she gets the credit that she deserves because, um, and I know we, we touched on this briefly last week, but I've been thinking about it a lot. That performance that she did on um, Jules Holland, on Jules Holland, just it, it really paved the way for an entire genre of singer-songwriters doing weird stuff with looping. You yeah. know, w- would we be, um, it, w- would Ed Sheeran be headlining Wembley Stadium if... Katie Tunstall hadn't done did, what did she you did. Just, did you just make that up, or did he do Wembley Stadium? I, I think he did Wembley well, okay. Stadium. He's, he's, he's done, done. He did three sold out nights yeah. at Wembley Stadium. Oh, yeah, Mark. Yeah, well, Mark. Just, I knew that he was obviously a big act, but it seemed like you just plucked that out of the air. I didn't. Well, okay. Actually, no. I said it with uh, enough authority to um, that, that it would have it would have gone off fine had you okay. not questioned me. Fine. Um, you know, it, it's it, that's very similar to the sort of thing that he's he's doing now. Yeah. And it was it. Yeah, I just I don't think she gets the credit she deserves from from that side of things. So I, I think that's really cool that she she was there and um, yeah, I think it's great that you got to interview her. The performance. Yeah, it, oh, sorry, Mary. Go. That's all right. Um, I, I've been thinking about it too because I only realised that the Akai Head Rush wasn't actually a proper looper, was it? It's just a delay. No. It's just like sixteen seconds. So for her to have done that and to do that performance with two days notice because is it. Was it which uh, which rapper Nas uh, dropped out really really last minute? <laughs> really, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so he dropped out. She had two days' notice. She just happened to be in London. I don't think she was even living in London at the time, or she was on tour or something. She wasn't really meant to be there, and so that that set, which became absolutely iconic, and you know, is just ridiculous. And you know, there are so many things that can go wrong, and there are other performances that she's done where it has gone slightly wrong or like if the audience is clapping along it sort of gets out of sync or they get out of sync and stuff there's a there's a french program where she does it and she just she just owns the stage and just says guys stop clapping i have to get this right um and that was on live tv so the fact that she just absolutely nailed it um, and probably just got caught up in the whirlwind and didn't really realize you know obviously she realized what she was doing but she just yeah true performer and just got on with it and did it it's it's it's, yeah really impressive and also the only other thing that I learned uh on the day which I've been a fan of her for so long that I thought I knew everything um was that she was actually 29 when she got signed I always thought she was 20 I thought she was 27 and so I'm 27 at the moment so I was like oh it's really nice that I get to meet you now when I'm 27 you know I was thinking of this in my head but she was 29 so I've got two more years before uh, I have to uh, do Jules Holland or anything like that. I there hate that. I hate Putting that. that out in the world. It's the worst thing when you've got like <laughs> people who you're like, as long as I do roughly what he's done or she's done by the time I'm their age, 
it's fine. And then when you get to, you know, into your 30s, which I am, like people kind of stop doing like really cool stuff. (laughs) It's like, actually, I don't really have any more to do. It's when when, uh, someone makes their England, England debut... Uh, and like when when Ricky Lambert made his England debut, age like twenty nine or something, you're like, yeah, okay, yeah, they still I still play for England. Still time. I get it real bad at the moment with wrestling <laughs> because like loads of people who start and like the guy who won uh, the, again, this is going off on a tangent, but the guy that won the U- WWE UK Championship was nineteen, and it's like by nineteen I was still like living in, with my parents. I've been working for a couple of years and actually I'd done a fair amount of stuff. I could start touring and doing things like that. But yeah, it's painful to think how, like how much older I, I am than that. I don't mean to, you know, I don't mean to crush your spirit or anything, but are you, are you the right frame to be a wrestler? Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'm really? big, I'm bigger than that guy. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, I'm absolutely bigger, bigger on, on Twitter. Oh yeah. No, no, he's definitely oh, okay. bigger on Twitter. Um, yeah, sure. On podcast. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. He's probably got his own podcast. Um, you don't have to be a big fella to be a wrestler anymore. Just a smart fella. Just a smart fella. Um, talking about smart fellas, Jay Cross. Yeah. Have you done any guitar <laughs> stuff this week? Uh, kind of. I've had a, uh, a a very busy week this week. You've been all over the place. I have. Yeah. Um, it's so a little bit of insider insider trading info for uh, the listeners out there. Uh, today's Friday. It is. Normally we record on Mondays, but I'm going on holiday. Everyone's tomorrow. leaving me. Basically, going back to that thing of like I'm always available because yeah, I'm yeah. quite boring. Yeah, I'm um, going on holiday tomorrow. Joe Branton uh, is going away on Sunday, and Matt Knight went away yesterday. So uh, we've had to record a day early. So it's only been a, day, a few days early. A few days early. So it's only been four days since we were last sat here doing yeah. this again. Um, and in that time, I have uh, I I went to Nantes in France. Yeah. Uh, for a couple of days um, and was in, business stuff. was in business meetings all day, uh, which is why I sound a little bit hoarse now because, uh, you know, the all I do in my job is talk. Cause uh, people, that's, why, that's why I was employed. People have got headphones in trying them out and you and still have yelling. to keep talking. Yeah, yeah. At them. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, I went to Nantes. It's beautiful. Never been. Really beautiful city. Uh, small enough to walk around. Um, there's some really old stuff, which is nice to look at. <laughs> really old yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, you know, buildings and uh, and uh, squares okay. and stuff like that and fountains. One cool ex- stuff. One yeah. extra square there this week. Uh, yes, well, that was that was me. I see what you did there. Um, not great for uh, not great for not great for vegans. I will say. Okay. Um, everywhere, yeah, it was. It, I, that I, was hard work, but it's fine. Without wishing to generalise, I hear that about France quite a lot. Yeah, but it was fine. It was. Um, I you know I I just ate loads of vegetables and I like vegetables, so it was fine. Yeah, vegetables um, are great. But yeah, so uh, not not really. It's a short answer okay. in terms of playing new, playing much guitar stuff. Uh, I was back in the office today. And uh, there's some cool stuff that you know I can't talk about, but oh. there's some uh, <laughs> teasers. I know there's some uh, there's some, there was some cool stuff in the office that I got to do today, but uh, but yeah, other than that, n- not really. Um, and actually, probably not even next week. You're just always away, basically. Yeah, it's very busy at the moment. Just leaving me to hold the fort. I've yeah. actually, I have actually been playing some guitar stuff. I what moved, have you been doing? I moved a guitar into the living room. Which one? And uh, the pink sparkly squire, the yeah. one that uh, is mod mode. Oh, mo- what's going on with mod mode? Stop asking about <laughs> bloody mod mode. It will happen, all right? Mod mode will happen next year, early next year. When we're back from Nam, mod mode is penciled in. 
I've already worked out how we're going to film it. I'm sorry we haven't done mod mode yet. Okay. A- anyway, so that's in the living room now, and I've um, been doing some uh, YouTube t- tutorials. I want to play guitar better, basically. And Oh, you've been watching them uh, yes not, not been, doing them yeah, i've yeah. been playing along some youtube guitar tutorials because yeah. you know we host this podcast every week and while i like to think i'm an okay bass player um and i've got some you know live mileage uh, under my belt my guitar playing is not fantastic i can i you know i can play a tune um but i would like to be better at guitar um and as we're doing more and more stuff and you know matty's not always around who does the guitar videos i'd quite like to be able to step in and do some guitar uh videos and at the moment you know we've got a couple of videos up on the channel that are okay i feel my playing is okay and shows the stuff off uh adequately i'd like to actually be able to play guitar so um i've sat down and i'm just looking for good youtube tutorials basically i'm also gonna sign up to guitar tricks i was gonna say uh yeah we've got the hook up there uh guitarnerds.net forward slash guitar tricks uh you uh they do a 14 day free trial so i'm gonna sign up for that see how i get on and i'll probably report back uh on in the podcast in a couple of weeks as a really really uh great that was Subtle not an advert. advert. That was not an advert. Although um, I did change the Facebook banner today to a Guitar Tricks <laughs> advertisement. That the reason that I did that yeah. is because I've been on Guitar Tricks yeah. thinking about signing up for it. So okay. that is my plan. I'm, I'm basically I'm, what I'm saying is I'm going to learn how to play guitar after hosting guitar podcasts for four years. I'm finally going to learn how to play guitar. Okay, uh, better than I do now. I okay. can play guitar. Okay, now yeah. So, well, I, I know two chords, so if you wouldn't mind, if you learn a third, I'll, just, I'll learn the rest. Yeah. Then, we, then we could finally play Ramon's songs. <laughs> yeah, all um, good. Talking of getting better at the guitar, yeah, I have had uh, many um, moments this year uh, where I've been caught out a little bit on my lack of knowledge in terms of in, and skill in playing. So I've been doing. Um, I, I actually paid for. Uh, the Music Is Win um, Tyler Larson courses okay. on Udemy, and I've, I've learned I've learned things that I definitely should have known ten years ago, right? And I didn't. So I, you know, not a sponsored ad. Uh, I just I've been benefiting from them. So I'm sure I'm sure other guys, other people have uh, downloaded his lessons. They seem to be very successful and have really good ratings. But thoroughly recommend those too. Yeah, if you're um, if you're listening to this and you've got recommendations, do put it in the Facebook group because I do I am kind of looking around for the best option. I want to try guitar tricks. You know, we've been talking about it and kind of advertising it and I've looked at what it does, um but I'd like to actually get in the program and see if it can make me any better. But yeah, I'm open to like free or suggestions of free YouTubers as well cuz I don't want to pay for anything. I'm cheap. We don't make any money doing this. No, and I don't have any money, so I want, <laughs> but I want it free. Um, Mary, one last thing, talking about guitars and YouTube. The reason that Joe Branton is not going to be around for the, the next, I guess he's probably not the next next podcast either, is that you guys are going to do uh, GitCon, um, which is, uh, what is it, like a YouTube guitar s- seminar thing. Do you want to talk about it a bit? Uh, yes. Well, um, it's being put on by Warwick and Framus, um, and uh, has been organized by the YouTuber Henning Pauly. Um, and yeah, there are just some really, really incredible guitar YouTubers going. Um, Joe and I will definitely be the and you and Joe on the uh, uh, and then me and Joe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Joe sent me uh, 
all, all the list of names going through the other day and put me right at the bottom, which was really nice of him, oh, including yeah. all, all my stats as well. He's, he's a great dude. <laughs> yeah, he's a great guy. Um, yeah, I think, it, I think it should be fun. I We sort of know what we're doing. I think there are a few surprises that we'll be able to talk about uh, post-GitCon. Um, but yeah, there'll be a lot of sort of live streams while we're there. So... Uh, people will be able to follow along on the journey of us being in Germany. Um, and yeah, I think we'll get maybe a tour as well around the, the factory. And I just hope that we'll just get some time to make some good content and also just play some really nice guitars and just keep it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure what to expect. There have been a few sort of behind the scenes videos up uh, showing the studios and stuff, which look really high tech and great. Um, so maybe our videos will uh, improve a lot just for the week and then they'll go back to normal standard. Um, but yeah, it, it should be really fun. I think um, there are a lot of great people going and I'm really excited to just get filming and play some guitar and learn a lot as well because there are some extraordinary players going so um yeah nice it's um it's zero waste i think the factory it is if i remember correctly yeah we were talking That's to really... the fella whose name i forget from funeral for a friend um this was actually a gack video what was uh, this uh we did a gack video funeral for a friend friend played that metal festival uh at brighton Racecourse. oh yeah they're the welsh ones aren't they funeral for yeah 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 um and I forget the fella's name, which is really bad. But the bass player was saying that one of the reasons that he um, has been... He's played Warwick for a long time, but one of the reasons when he was choosing a new bass um, to get a Warwick one is because the, the factory is like... Um, whether I don't know if it's self-sustaining, but it's zero yeah, waste. So basically, that, I, think, I think it was self-sustaining. So basically, whenever there's... When they're carving bodies and stuff, um, all of that like waste that goes on the floor of the factory they've installed like giant hoovers in the ceiling basically giant vacuums that sucks up all of that and all that material gets repurposed in some way now i can't remember whether it's to then in I some think way it was to heat the factory or like to that. power to pa the machines yeah something like that, like that. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so i'm sure you'll get plenty of that um one thing joe was a little worried about uh, just thinking about the type of content that we're going to be doing joe was a little worried because obviously he's a bass player rather than a guitarist and it has been pointed out this is absolutely not a bass event because they also do a bass event um and i just told him look just get your face onto as many of those live streams as possible without a guitar in your hands. Just talk to as many people as possible. Um, so you might be seeing quite a lot of Joe Branton uh, on the live streams and on our videos as well. He did a wedding playing guitar. He can once, play a bit of guitar. He? He so I mean, he could go on the videos and play, play the Killers. Yep. Or um, uh, I don't know. Wake me up when September ends. Is that a wedding Wake song? Wake me up before you go. Go. He can play that on guitar. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He can play. Favorite. Oh, he can. Uh, he learnt a great version of the Grease medley. We were talking earlier before you arrived about how Grease Two is the greatest musical ever. I've not seen it, but that's for another podcast. I think. <laughs> okay. God. <laughs> It's the greatest. <laughs> Top three, Cannibal the Musical, Grease 2, and Bugsy Malone, but not in that order. Grease 2, number one. Best ever. Okay. <laughs> Shall we dive headfirst? You do it. Into a whole barrel of Mary Can Do It. Mary Can Do It. The news. Is that right? Yeah. He, he doesn't normally say the, but that was a good good attempt. Good. <laughs> Next time. I quite, I quite like the news. Unless you can salvage it. 
by when we come to questions, you have to say the, the questions. questions. Yeah, absolutely. The questions. Right, Indeed. Okay. Right, okay, right. so... I'll, I'll start rehearsing. First up, um, brand new pedal from Electro Harmonics. Um, they, that nobody saw coming. That no one really needs. Um, That's I'm, not I'm, true. I'm sure someone will find a, a use for this expansion of a fairly obscure pedal. Um, Electro Harmonics have announced the Super Ego Plus. Jay, do you want to give us the lowdown? Yeah, so it's... Um, is finally fully announced after there appeared to have been some sort of leak uh, about this pedal maybe six weeks ago, two months ago. You can elect, 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 like, why would Electro Harmonics even care? Like, I know people I know. know that like bigger and more ver- versions of their pedals with more features on are coming all the and time. Yeah, so. they don't wait till Nam. They don't appear appear to care. <laughs> they basically don't do... I mean, they do loads of marketing. They do videos and stuff. But it's not like... They've got so much stuff coming out that it's not like, oh, you guys wait because on September the 28th, we're going to be launching this incredible new pedal. You've never heard about it before. Build the hype. They're just like, oh, yeah, we just we just popped another one out. It's yeah. a super ego. Here's a great demo video. Yeah. So, so it's really cool. This one has got uh, built-in effects. So you don't just have to use uh, the effects loop of the um of the of the old one so you've got detune delay echo flange phase modulation uh, a rotary speaker which i think will be really interesting with the uh with the super ego um two different types of trim a pitch shifter and also a uh, filter a low pass filter um so yeah loads of stuff on there um it looks really cool the video sounds very cool i guess for people who don't know what the super ego was we should probably say what it is yeah it was very weird it was kind of like a it's synthy I yeah guess. it's synthy and, and it worked in in a sort of freeze type mode it was very very it came out of nowhere and it was a very strange pedal i seem to remember the only sound that i could get from it was uh if you're into like david lynch soundtracks like low dread a bit of like a sort of low dread tone. Okay. That's really what I was enjoying out of the Super yeah. Ego. But I've heard people actually use it almost like organ type sounds. And yeah, it, it just seemed to be a stripped back version of a bunch of pedals that they already did, which is classic electroharmonics. Um, so you had the, the, the freeze functionality of the freeze. Yeah. Um, and you had the synth functionalities of the synth pedals that they do. Um, and it had some sort of looping capabilities uh but previously you had to stick other pedals in the loop in order to get it to do stuff whereas now you do not they're all there um i think it still has an effects loop which is nice um it seems a bit like when they went from the deluxe memory man to the stereo memory man with hazari yeah um which was the uh the delay where basically they included like a basic multi effects in there as well that seems to be what they've done with this almost like you know an old school synth where you'd get the synth section plus effects as well that seems to be kind of what they're uh, what they're going for i think it's it's cool yeah very very cool very weird um and uh extremely just extremely electroharmonics Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Yeah. The most electroharmonics. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know if you saw, but the um the uh, promo picture for it was the pedal in front of a load of Freud books. Nice. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Um, Mary, do you want to tell us about a brand new guitar from G&L, which I think is called the Doheny, um, although I may be pronouncing that wrong. Uh, I was thinking the Doheny, but I don't know because I've only read it. Um, but yes, uh, a supposedly modern day take on the Jazz Master by obviously Fender. Um, but uh, because GNL was obviously founded by Leo uh, Fender himself. Um, yeah, it does look absolutely stunning. They have made a few supposedly improvements um, on the pickups. Uh, so they've developed a magnetic field design. Um Again, it was another technology actually created by Leo. So this is it's all very, all very uh, close to the bone, I think. Um, but yeah, it does look beautiful. They've also got um, a completely different uh, tremolo system um, and there's only one tone control. But yeah, I think um, maybe purists will uh, not like them, but I think they look pretty stunning. I think the same scale length and all that stuff. I think for me, the key thing is that it doesn't have the Jazzmaster trend, which for me is kind of one of the reasons that I don't particularly like Jazzmasters. I understand why people do like them, and, and like you say, purists, I think, will turn their nose up at this. But they've got like a Strat-style trend, is that right? Uh, yes, yeah. Yeah, it looks... And just... Sorry, you go, go no, ahead. Go. No, I was going to say, it looks like the trend on just the regular G&L Strats. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I... Um, I'm surprised it's taken them so long to do something like this. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Mary, do we know price or anything? Uh, it's TBC. Okay, interesting, <laughs> interesting. My favourite price makes it easy. <laughs> yeah. What I like about it is that it makes it easy for us to judge whether this is going to be good or not because this could be £5,000, <laughs> um, but it could also be £300. Knowing G&L, I mean, do, do we know roughly what prices their US stuff starts at? Because I know the, the tribute stuff is around £400-ish, um, the ASAT tributes, I think, are the, it was the telly version, which is about four hundred quid. Um, have we got a range of colours, Mary? Uh, yes, there is a sort of surf green, 
uh, with white pit guard, a black with a sort of tortoiseshell pit guard, and then a sunburst um, again with tortoiseshell and sort of a mixture of either white or black pickups. Um, and then uh, I think I guess ebony uh, or oh no, it says it says rosewood fretboards but i have a feeling that that might have to change surely no i mean the thing with cites is that it's just getting more difficult to uh move the rosewood from country to country it's it's not banning rosewood um the the reason that some of the larger companies have cut back on the amount of rosewood that's going into their guitars is is it's just do, paperwork do, basically it's paperwork and logistics and uh yeah getting and, things there on time and stuff, yeah, yeah completely completely so um yeah i don't i i it won't be the end of seeing of seeing rose i mean think about the the fender george harrison that just came out yeah it's all that's all that, rosewood. yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. but it, but that's it's true. only one guitar in one finish so completely. Do, doing the paperwork i'd imagine is not too much of a hassle on I'm, that I'm one. looking forward to the uh, the Mexican version of that that's the Pal Ferro Rosewood yeah 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 the George <laughs> Harrison Pal Ferro just like on the rooftops of Abbey Road in 1969 the Pal Ferro uh, Telecaster no um, so these look super cool um, I, I think colour wise uh, colour also dictates which neck you go for yeah that was that was what yeah. I saw yeah. So um, what I like is the black one, I think, is tortoiseshell pickguard. Yeah, um, with maple board. Pl- maple board, but with black block inlays, like a proper old school looking um, jazz master. I'm into it yeah. in a big way. I need to get my hands on some GNL. I've never really played it. I played a couple of the basses, um, but, you know, I hear very good things about the tribute tellies, the ASAT tribute, mm-hmm. and they are like 449, something like that. So I want to see how they kind of compete with a with Mexican standard. If only we knew somewhere, someone who worked at somewhere where they sold them. Uh, are you talking about Mary? I'm talking about Mary, Okay, yeah, yeah they sell them at Anderson's, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. cool. Mary, next time you're at Anderson's, can you just try one and tell me if it's any good? All right, done. Okay, good, good. <laughs> um, so let's move on. Jay, do you want to, talking about good guitars and talking about Rosewood uh, in particular, do you want to tell us about the brand new um, Shergold SM04SD Masquerader? Yeah, so um, Shergold, uh, who you have been particularly impressed with recently. Those guitars after are going and playing them. Blimmin' brilliant. Yeah. So uh, maybe a contender for a uh, GOTY. Well, I was thinking, actually, I think officially they launched last year. But this one probably didn't. Exactly. Yeah. So this week, basically, they've launched a guitar that definitely 100% qualifies. <laughs> um, I just need to try one. Yeah, completely. So um, one thing that I will say about Shergold, not so hot on the old naming of their guitars. So this is the SM04. Yeah. Which follows on from the SM zero one two and three. That makes sense. All of which just having different pickup configurations. Yeah, yeah I know, but it's nice when things have got names like Firecracker. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm glad they don't put you in charge of naming things. <laughs> torpedo dance. Okay, yeah, nice. I love the old uh, Gibson torpedo dance. Yeah, uh, that's my favourite one. Yeah, absolutely. I just think that you know names are cool, aren't they? Well. 
So the Masquerader is basically the body shape. So that was a name sure. from the original Shergold guitars. They yes. did the Masquerader yeah. um, back in the day. But what we've got here, so just as a rundown with the range, in case people don't know. So the uh, SM01 is uh, a humbucker P90 configuration. The 2 is HSS. The 3 is SSS. And then the 4 is, of course... Two humbuckers. Two humbuckers, quite correct. Um, and yeah, the other differences that you've got with this is it's, um, as opposed to the other ones, it's mahogany neck. Oh, is it? With ebony board. Ah, interesting. Yeah, very interesting. So I think we'll get quite a different t- tonality and dynamic out of it. With, you know, with with humbuckers and a mahogany neck, I think this is going to sound sub- substantially darker. I wonder if they're moving away from mahogany and does that mean that I should buy one of the... No, uh, it's mahogany. Sorry, moving away from rosewood. rosewood. Does that mean I should buy one of the original ones? Well, maybe, but ebony is... If you look at... Um, oh, the board I'm not worried about. I like ebony neck. boards because I like that extra snap. Yeah. But what I'm concerned about is that I really like the rosewood necks on the one, twos, and threes. I would say it's probably worth holding fire and checking out a mahogany neck. Hmm. Maybe I will. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's interesting. I was wondering if there was anything else that they had changed. Yeah. That's um. That's those are the main differences. Uh. And still not too much money. Seven nine nine, which I think is pretty reasonable. Yeah. Do you disagree? No, 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 not at all. Oh, like, okay. The, the other you... one. I was just thinking about what the other, the price of the other ones. Right. Because okay. they're they're all about that sort of money. Yeah. Yeah. And I think actually at the moment Gak have got one at like six nine nine. Oh, there you is, go. Yeah. Brilliant. Um. But and yeah. Um. Seymour Duncan pickups. Uh. A fifty nine in the neck and a TB four in the bridge. What's cool. a TB four? Trembucker. Oh yeah, Trembucker. I wonder why that is. Maybe the bridge is wider spacing. Interesting. Hmm. Need to check that out. Definitely. Um, so moving from the sublime Shergold uh, to something a little ridiculous. Mary, do you want to tell us about the Devil and Sons Skull and Crossbones? It is hilarious looking. Um, I'm, I have no idea how it plays. Um, but yeah, it is a skull and uh, crossbones for the body. Um, and the only thing I have with the shape of it other than it being a skull and crossbones is that it kind of looks like it's upside down when you're playing it because obviously the body is like the eyes are facing up the neck rather than sort of looking down i mean the, um, the whole thing's just ridiculous <laughs> okay i'm glad i'm glad you said that but yeah it's got um uh it's inlays on the on the fretboard are skull and bones uh the the headstock is a really strange shape as well um it's very sort of uh is it an, is it an ankle um i don't know i don't think so that would be fantastic I, if just if just a really <laughs> oversized foot for the oh, headstock it's definitely not an ankle it's just yeah just a, it's it's like it's had a bite taken out of it um but yeah it comes in three different so there's a base um with so it's like a p base you know p base pickups and then there's a single coil hot rod uh and then a humbucker version and i think the eyes light up uh, as leds there's not no too they much... don't do I, they I, yeah the eyes Goodness light up me. <laughs> yeah um it's that i think you have to contact <laughs> you have to contact them for more information on that because they are custom built and so you can specify different things um but yeah, it's absolutely hilarious. I have no idea who would have the 
balls to actually wander up to a gig playing that but i'm sure there are some genres of music that would love it and obviously do love it for it to be made what so, the back yes. of the i'm just on the website at the moment and there's a picture i mean there's so much going on there's so much to unpack here it's worth saying just quickly just to describe the body when you say a skull and crossbones mary it's not like a flat you know, it's not like someone took no. a flat bit of wood no. and carved it into a skull and crossbones. It's actually sculpted like the back of a skull on the back and sculpted like the front of a skull on the front. The, if you look at... There's a picture on the website of a... First of all, a five-string yes. left-handed P bass. Sweet. Le- I, think, I think it's a five-string left-handed bass. And the back of it is so ugly. Yeah, it's, it's not nice. It's really... <laughs> it's like the back of a skull, It basically. looks like the back of a... Yeah, I mean, and the the bones sticking through it look really, like, pretty realistic. Yeah, it's terrifying looking. Um, the only thing that it does actually remind me of, and I don't know why I'm thinking of this, because I know that the guitar I'm thinking of is, is extremely beautiful and one of the best basses to ever be built. Uh, but it reminds me of Joe Branton's... Uh, oh, the Stonefield. Stonefield. <laughs> <laughs> has the Stonefield's definitely got kind of rustic charm to it you know it's got yeah. that good, um and this kind of i mean this <laughs> hang on hang on before we go down that route jay has just zoomed in on one of the pictures and not only is the scu- the, the whole body of the guitar a skull but the knobs are also mini skulls that also appear to light up, the eyes appear to light up uh, yeah i don't know whether they light up or whether they're just <laughs> whether they're, they're just, just like red but yeah, so what I don't get is, so let's just assume... Oh, but then there's also... A regular knob. Uh, what's going on? <laughs> this is very, very bizarre. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's all quite weird. And I, I reckon go and check it out. What's the what's the website? Devil... Devil and Sons. Guitars. Classic. website. Classic website address. Is it an EMG? I don't think there it is an, an EMG. What I find funny, and again, this kind of comes back to, maybe this is just me being odd, but so they've done a humbucker version and a single core version, but in the single core version... They've actually just put a, hum- a hot rails humbucker in the bridge. <laughs> so, what is the point of offering the two things? Also, I, ha- I hadn't realised, but they are three different skulls. Oh, I, well, I, th- I assume when you order one, it's a custom, a custom skull. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. Everyone is unique. I would Do you imagine. think the price of this is? It has to be your skull. Yeah. They, that, this yeah, is basically. this is actually what this is. This is a really, uh, um, a really avant-garde way to uh, have your body. Um, dealt with at the end of at the end you know some people like oh, to God. some people like to uh be, have their ashes scattered uh in, you know in, in in a plant that will grow some people like to be uh buried and some people like to have their head turned into a base for future generations to uh rock and roll with at the uh leek and winkle uh pub at the bottom of the street i don't want that just if it comes to that, just chuck me in the sea. <laughs> I don't want this at all. Anyway, with that, we should dive headfirst into. I can't remember what it's called. What's it called? Say, just say the question. The question. <laughs> I sort of feel there wasn't enough vim and vigor uh, with that Sorry, one, Mary. I can do it again. I can do, do it. Do it again. It again. I. <laughs> the questions. See, this is the problem. When Joe's not here, is someone else has to fill in for that thing. And that that's the thing 
that he does better than I think anybody else. Everybody, I'm sure everybody's got one thing they do better than can, anybody else. Can we just say it is his only talent? Completely. Yeah, 100%. Saying <laughs> things in a quirky voice. Yeah, I think so, definitely. Well, you know, we've got some guest hosts over the next few weeks. So um, <laughs> let's see. Can you out Branton the Branton? Uh, I'll be uh, interested to know. Let's, um, let's do some questions. John says, hey, guys, listening to the podcast this morning. In fact, this isn't a question, but this is a, almost a correction from last week. Okay. John says, hey, guys, listening to the podcast this morning, talking about the new Dan Electro stuff. Just uh, to let you know, I've held the Pride of Texas, which is the uh, we think is the Tube Screamer uh, clone, um, and they are metal, not plastic. They actually sound really good and unique. So basically, I just wanted to clear that up because I think last week we said that they were made out of that like Bakelite plastic. I think that's what we were um, assuming. But actually, they just look like that. Apparently, they're full metal, um, full metal chassis, um, which is good to know because obviously the problem or the criticism that's been levelled at Dan Electro in the past is despite making great sounding pedals they've pretty much always uh, particularly on the cheaper end of things used quite flimsy plastic um so this is good to know uh and uh, yeah, then, i mean that's absolutely the when when they, we were they weren't a lot of money were they no no they weren't a lot of money like six, 70 I te- pounds i tell you what um i have seen few things divide opinion on the internet as much as i have the uh battery case yeah that um people have been talking about this week some people think that it's the absolute dog's dinner and some people think that it's the uh the not it's one of those things that i think fills a very specific role and if you don't need it then it seems really stupid but probably some people are like yeah this is what i've needed the whole time um, yeah completely so, so you know i have a centralized place to store the nine volt batteries that i can then get the better tone out of if you believe that that is true i'm not sh- well maybe i do believe it's true i don't know i haven't thought about it enough let's move on mark says i'm looking at gibson firebirds and uh, firebird v and explorer they're around 1500 pounds Based off those guitars, what else would you guys suggest tone and looks-wise? Um, Mary, have you got any thoughts? Um, anything but a Gibson? Uh, no, rude, rude. Oh, sorry. Rude. Fight and um, talk. Oh, uh, 1,500. I, I don't know, because I guess if they're looking at Gibsons, um, they are probably a slight traditionalist, but um, I would look at something a bit more boutique, maybe a, a, a smaller brand, but... Again, I just I just don't know those guitars well enough to be able to recommend an alternative. So you boys might have to take over. It's um it's really tough because what I do think about the things like the Firebird Explorer and the Flight V is that they do straddle that kind of line so well. You know, it's a traditional guitar brand. Those guitars uh, were designed in the late fifties and early sixties, but they are still really good for that kind of pointy metal stuff. You know, you can still use it. You know, still rock out with an Explorer still use a flying v um for the same thing and the fire but it isn't out of it doesn't look out of place someone who isn't in a you know a a, a punk band or a blues band maybe the v is probably to the extreme but i would say if i went to see a punk band who were using like explorers i wouldn't think too much of it i think like okay they're doing something a bit quirk particularly these days because every punk band plays telecasters yeah um yeah i would think like Okay, they're doing something cool, but I wouldn't think like, oh, hey, he's in the middle of a, you know, let's say it was like one of the shows that you put on, which is kind of the more indie pop end of punk, and they're using like a, you know, a Jackson 
you know, ridiculous yeah. pointy yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. someone could still be playing an explorer, and I'd be like, oh yeah, right on, that's cool, that works because it's got that fifties and sixties connection. It's still a traditional guitar, so it is really difficult to suggest something that does the same job especially for that money yeah in fact i don't even know if you can get gibson for that money at the moment can you oh actually yeah the 2000 the new line the eight, I think, 2018s i think come in had around that kind of price yeah. I, I tell you what i'm really into um and i mean this is absolutely nowhere near the price range so i do apologize for going completely off topic but the uh the cow guitars banshee yeah I don't know if you saw that it's um it's essentially a, uh, a firebird um but they um, they apparently Doug Doug Cower worked with Gibson to get um, permission to make it far enough away from an actual firebird yeah. in order to produce it. But um, I've heard nothing but good things uh, about about Cower and about the, the Banshee in particular. Um, I really think it's worth a look. Um, they are all built in the US by Doug Cower, I believe. Um, so we are talking three and a half grand, three yeah, and a half thousand dollars. So it is a lot of money. But I, I do think that you struggle to, if you if what you want is a, uh, is a, is a guitar that looks like that without going super metal, um, like a, 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 a Jackson Randy Rhodes or, so, I don't know, I don't know, something like that. Yeah. Or a, a Schecter, uh, Sinister Gates, which again has got that kind of offset look, but is very much a metal guitar. I think even like Randy Rhodes, you could almost pull it off. Like one of the white, what white ones with pinstripe, like what used to be called the RR Five. I don't know what it's called yeah. these days, but the headstock is still too pointy. The, yeah, the body itself is not that far from a V, you know. Um, but then you start Ma- getting I t- to I pointy tell you headstock. What would, I tell you what would be um, a good choice that isn't quite. It sort of straddles that that line a little bit better. I think is the uh, Ibanez Iceman. Yeah, definitely. Or the uh, the Gilbert Fireman. Yeah. Is there anything up at that price point though? Mind you, the Fireman's probably not that far off. Don't think so. Yeah. And they're and really good guitars. They're really fantastic guitars, and I love that the Fireman is just an upturned Iceman. Yeah. I just think that's that's really really funny and really cool they're also so it was when that came out i was kind of like this guitar is super cool and i out of all the shredders we've talked about this many times but i really like paul gilbert yeah i think he's he realizes that what he is able to do is kind of inherently ridiculous yeah so he um he kind of laughs at himself but also he's a great songwriter um so i kind of you know i was really interested in this guitar so i watched a couple videos and one of the key things about the guitar is that it's single coils. Yeah, um, which is different to what Mark's looking for. Totally, but he kind of, I guess he kind of justified it by saying, look, the extra benefit that you get from the snappy top end from these, you know, they're single coils that they've designed. I think they're DiMarzio's. Um, they're, they're either like noise cancelling or there's some noise reduction thing going on. And they're also quite beefy sounding single coils. He said that the benefit that you get from having the snappy top end is completely worth stepping away from a humbucker. Right. So for metal people who wouldn't necessarily look for something with single coils, like the Feynman F- FRM1, right? FRM100, I think. Okay. Is. Um, yeah. is a really good option. I can't remember how much they are. Um, I also can't remember how much yeah. they are. We I think look- they're, 
I think they're about a grand. Yeah, something like that. I think it might be less than a grand. They're a I really think. cool guitar. And as with everything Ibanez, you know, it's um, the, the quality is really good. There's no trim on there as well. So if you're, you've been looking at Explorers and Flying Vs, I think it's just got a tunematic bridge on there. So, yeah, yeah um, that would be a, a cool option. Definitely. Yeah. I'd completely forgotten about that guitar and how good it actually yeah, is. Yeah, they're great. They're great. I, and I, lo- I really love the shape as well, the yeah. Aspen shape. I think that they are, they come in some really interesting um sort of specs any if, if i remember correctly anything from the, i think is it that i think it's the i think they are called the i i think the model number is ICE yeah and I, if i remember correctly anything above the 7 is uh through neck yeah um which just you know you you you're opening up a whole world of resonance there from just a big old chunk of wood Oh, get um, an Iceman. Thinking about it now, I, I like, think that get one I of those Ibanez guitars, like either the Paul Gilbert or a, you know standard Iceman. Or I mean, go go big, go for the Paul Stanley. Yes, the shattered uh, glass yeah. top or shattered mirror top. I'm I all just about think that. It's, it's a really underused shape. Um, maybe it's because it's become so uh, ubiquitous with Paul Stanley and um, uh, Paul Gilbert. For a while, and though, do you remember when Serge Tankian was used? No, it wasn't Serge Tankian. Oh, no, the it other was Darren Malakian. That's it. Yeah, yeah, from System of a Down. From System of a Down. And then yeah. kind of became a really cool guitar I, again. Completely. I, re- I I remember being fourteen and first hearing, first watching the video for uh, Chop Suey and thinking, "What is that guitar?" Yeah, yeah. I have to- also, look at his beard. I've got to do that. Oh God. But um, here we are, seventeen years later, and I still can't grow any beard, let alone that beard. Yeah, that's a great beard. Um, far beyond your capability. Um, let's do one more question. Harry says, anyone ever tried using an electric through an acoustic amp? I really fancy the Marshall acoustic amp, but I'm just wondering how it would hold how it would hold running a Fender Jag and an obnoxious amount of effects. Barely any info online about it. Now, Mary, this seems like something that you might have done. Obviously, you do kind of like <laughs> a, a fair bit of gigging and stuff where, um, you know, there might not be kind of room for an amp or, um, you know, you might be doing doing a little session or something um is it something that you've ever done i have run an electric through an acoustic amp i'm trying to remember which model but i haven't run that many effects through it and i would be careful about that what do you think in terms of like if he's saying obnoxious amount of effects that kind of scares me but um I actually don't think that the effects are going to be the issue i I would say that um just reading that um sent me wincing because it, i think a jaguar especially a jaguar top end going into going into oh, a, yeah. a speaker that's that's designed to have a, a far more flat response or is at least expecting something that's going to be uh it's going to need to compensate for the fact that you'll be getting primarily uh deeper rounder sound from it i think that's going to sound just ear piercing so the way to do it um, is to use some sort of modelling because essentially all an acoustic amp is really is like a flat response speaker yeah. so like a PA speaker and in fact that's the reason why a lot of acoustic amps are able to have a microphone on there as well um, so I remember actually a similar situation um, back when I was working in the in the guitar shop where a customer wanted basically like an acoustic they didn't want a PA um, and they wanted a solution where they could plug in an electric, an acoustic, and vocals 
um, because they had someone singing, someone with an acoustic with a loop pedal, and then someone playing like lead guitar over the top with some effects um, and just kind of adding textures and stuff like that. And actually, I can't remember whether it's the basic Marshall, the AS50, um, but definitely the AS100, which is the 100-watt, slightly bigger acoustic amp that they've made for forever, um, has got enough channels to do that. So, in fact, I think they were maybe even running backing tracks as well. So an acoustic amp, essentially, is like a little PA in one box. Um, uh, go on, have you got another solution? I've got, there, I've got a great solution. If and you're going to say Fender PA... This is fantastic, because I very rarely get to no, abs- flog no, my wares. No shilling. Fender Passport. No. Fender Passport. Abs- and it's great being able to, to talk about this with, with Nomad Knight to, to rebuff, re- rebut me here. Um, the, the Passport range is fantastic. Still the same problem, though, in that you can't just plug a guitar into effects into the... Yes, the you pump. can. This, it's got uh it's got uh there there is a uh a dedicated guitar input on each model has it got any amp modeling or anything in there yeah i think so you you absolutely have no idea about <laughs> that do you i'm pretty sure i mean certainly the uh passport mini does again you don't seem particularly no no, no absolutely passport mini is great okay well so that's that's, that's perfect that's a perfect little busking amp Okay, um, so that is an option. But still, I would say that you know, if he's looking at the Marshall, then you need some some modelling. Um, maybe it might even be worth it. You know, I can't speak to the quality of the uh, the modelling on the passport, but generally, you know, these like inbuilt modelling for something that's not designed for it. Yeah, you might be better off getting an external modeller. So, or just use a preamp. Well, if again, what you want is something that's going to be good for... But it's not going to do the speaker. The problem is the speaker. So effectively, sure. let's say he's even got... Um, let's say Harry's even got like, you know, like a couple of preamp pedals. Like let's say he's got, uh, I don't know, some OnePlus stuff, you know, amp in a box style stuff. You still will need something to do the speakers, uh, the speaker modelling. So something like the Two Notes Torpedo Cab would do the job. It's an expensive way of going about it, though. It is. But I mean, I, when, when you get to that point, you might as well just also buy... If you need an acoustic amp, if if what you, you, you're doing this for is you need to be able to go acoustic, you need an acoustic amp and an electric amp, just buy an acoustic amp and an electric amp at that point. Yeah, yeah. So um, a few options there. Um I think, Harry, write in again um, and just let us know why you want to use an acoustic amp. If it is that you want to plug multiple things in, then it is probably the only way to do it, uh, unless you go for a little little PA. Probably, you know, not a... Not a Easy not, now. Not. Easy now. Okay. With that, we should do one last question, actually. Um, this one comes from PJ, who says, I've heard on the podcast several times, what exactly constitutes a geezer? I'm concerned I may be a geezer. Mary, do you want to tackle this one? <laughs> Not at all. I think this one's this one's for Jay. What about resident geezer Jay Cross? Uh, what what are we saying? I do talk about geezer. Everything's fine. It's no problem. What makes in your eyes? What makes someone a geezer? Um, literally any person is is a geezer. Um, I yeah. It's just it, and I saw this come up in the in the group, and I decided to let it run. I didn't. I, I like the air of mystery. But someone, uh, someone in the US said. I, and I, I did like how much sort of critical analysis went into it. But someone said, I think it's just a British version of saying dude. Yeah. Which I, I think is a is a fairly... A it's fair... not even universally British. I wouldn't even say it's like universally Southern. I would say it's like probably just you still clinging <laughs> on to it a lot of the time. 
Yeah, you know, he's just some geezer. Yeah. Sam Geezer came into the shop the other day. Oh, God, great player. I mean, I've even seen and heard you call ladies geezers yeah. before. So it's not. I. I mean, it I, is literally dude, isn't it? Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think it's a gendered term. Not Some, at all. It's a badge of honour. I've been called a geezer by you. Geezer. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's it. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should do. A top geezer award in the gear of the year. <laughs> yes. Who's going to win that? Oh, I mean me every time. Oh, okay, yeah, top, top geezer, top geezer, top geezer. With that, uh, I think we should close this out. Thanks very much for uh, for listening this week. We're going to go and do another thirty minutes of podcast, um, exclusively uh, questions for the internet's Mary Spender. Um, lots of questions from the Facebook group, um, ranging from everything, talking about your travels uh, and your guitar equipment. You happy to do that? Of course. If you want to hear that, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where from as little as $1 a month, you can support the Guitar Nerds podcast. $1 a month gets you the regular episode ad-free and early. At the $5 tier, you get the extra half an hour of Guitar Nerds content every week, plus access to the entire back catalogue, of which there are like 125 regular half an hour extras, plus loads of interviews that we've done with people from the guitar world, plus the entire series of Branton's Rant On, where uh, the rabid Joe Branton discusses things that he doesn't like uh, in the guitar industry. And then at the $10 top tier, you get your name read out on the regular podcast like this. Mary, do you want to do the names? Absolutely. I'm going to start from the bottom as well because I, I didn't do them justice Whoa. last time. Colin Anderson I'm, being read out first. I don't know if that's ever happened before. I know, this is literally the first time. Well, I, I tell you what, it's, Colin. It's, it's good having some... Uh, bit of fresh blood. Completely, completely. Not the other two tired ones that we... I, t- uh, I tell you what would, be, what would be absolutely fantastic is over the next few weeks... Just phase the, out Joe. Well, no, 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 yeah. no. Phase out everyone. Yeah. If, if we just get in guests every week and then we do a podcast where we're not even on it it's not us we we can have a week off (laughs) be fantastic um okay so uh we should do a backing track what are we going for um there's definitely going to be a delay isn't there okay let's (laughs) do it in the backing you want us to put delay on the backing track no there'll be (laughs) she never never stops thinking about effects i know yeah right i'm doing it Colin Anderson, Moo Gravel, Laurie Anderson, Bill Thompson, Matt Quinn, Scott O'Brien, Will Claire, Jack Scott, Paul, Morgan, Randy, Andrew McKenzie, Jamie Shaw, Mark, Carson, Mark, 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 I didn't really know when you were going to end because I'm so used to hearing Colin Anderson last. I was like, oh no, where are we? How much longer have we got to do this for? There we go. Um, if you want to join in the fun, you can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar nerds forum uh, where you can submit questions to the podcast. We're all on there. You can chat to us any questions you've got or suggestions for the podcast. We will always listen to them. Um, best off ignore Joe Branton. Uh, he, he Exactly. You can also follow us on Twitter at guitar nerds, on Instagram at guitar nerds, and you can go to youtube.com forward slash guitar nerds for all of the videos that we're putting up there'll be coverage from GitCon. Uh, there's more top 10 lists and there's new episodes of the guitar nerd show going up uh once every couple of weeks on the uh, guitar nerd show i think this week they're doing weird fuzzes or something some, i think it's just i think it's overdrives yeah some sort of like best overdrives or something like that so that should be up um well it'll be up by the time you hear this so will we'll, it well, well maybe well who knows who knows see, joe branson's in charge see what sort of state he's in by monday i mean i'm not gonna watch it oh uh, what 
I thought oh. you watched every one. No. Uh, brilliant. With that, we should call this uh, a night. Thanks very much for joining us, and we will see you next time. Cheers, gang. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.